You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I have Preston Smiles with us here today. He's out here in Australia. He's on the East Coast right now, soaking up the sun rays, soaking up the uh, the looks from the ladies. <laughs> 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 yeah. And uh, if you don't know who Preston Smiles is, he's an up-and-coming motivational speaker. This guy sheds a lot of light on uh, living, loving, and giving. And uh, he's just he's got a pure heart and... I, I admire everything you do, Preston. So, uh, shout out to you, man, and thank you for joining us today on the Addicted to Success podcast. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, brother. I'm I'm super excited to be out here. I'm definitely loving Australia. Uh, there's so much goodness here, man. So much goodness. So, yeah, let's get it, get it in, get it in, and get it out. As you can see, I have a lot of energy right now. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. You didn't have, just have a coffee, did you? <laughs> I did not. I actually don't drink coffee. I don't. I, I drink shakes is what I drink. Oh, um, wonderful. But I'm just naturally energetic. Wonderful, man. Well, as you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that, that tune into the Addicted to Success podcast. And, you know, they're striving for success. They're working nonstop around the clock. What is your advice on cultivating more energy so that you can be more effective? Mm. Slowing down. Number one advice is slow down. You know, so so many of us in our society, are, we're so quick to move, so quick to react. And a lot of people confuse um, activity with productivity. So, you know, when I'm working with my clients, that's one of the first things we get to is just like slowing down. You know, uh, there's a the, there's a a current of how do I say this? There's some people who, who call certain things woo-woo and hippie and et cetera, et cetera. But um, with my clients, I tend to operate and have them try on the law of least effort or the law of least economy uh, or the law of economy where you, where you do less and gain more. And, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, they're, they're, they're running around like, like a chicken with their head cut off and, and they're not getting a bunch done, but they're moving a lot. Mm. And, you know, if, if you can bring yourself back to center and just slow down and remember why you're here, remember what you are, you know, so many people get confused with these toys and the things they're going after. And I always remind people that there's always going to be another mountain. Every time you get to a mountaintop, you're going to find a new one. You know, I was sitting with a friend the, uh, a month ago who's a billionaire. And we're in his gigantic mansion in Malibu. And this is the exact conversation we're having. Because now, and the reason why I was even in his house was because he made the discovery later in the game, because he got sick, that none of the things matter. Like when it's all said and done, if, if you don't, if you have not lived a life of love, if you have not lived a life of service, those are the things that matter. The toys, the Ferraris, the BMWs, the houses, all the 401k, all of that stuff means nothing on your deathbed. And nobody knows when they're going. So I always remind people to come back to that. Like, what am I here for? What am I? Oh, I'm love. I'm peace. I'm abundance. I'm generosity. 
Well, that, that rushes nowhere, you know? I love, I love it, man. I love what you're saying. And, you know, we were talking about this just before the call where you need to separate your needs from your wants, right? I think mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, think that what they want is good for them. And when they get there, they find all that they were doing was chasing an emotion. And emotions yep. are short-lived, man. They're temporary. What you need to do is you need to chase that need. And when you're chasing that need, that's when there's purpose behind it. That's when it's more fulfilling. Like right yes. now, if I say to myself, oh, I want to make $10 million and I commit the next decade to making $10 million and I get there and I realize, wow, this isn't what I thought it was. Maybe what I actually needed was to get out and travel to Southeast Asia and build orphanages there. Maybe that would have been yeah. more fulfilling for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. You know, I, I always say that powerful questions call for powerful answers. Mm. And, you know, when you when you ask big questions of the self, you know, like I, I always, whenever I'm getting, you know, in a downward spiral or confused about something, I, I always come back to questions. So one of them is what good is here that I presently cannot see? Now, immediately, I'm placing in my sphere that there is good there. You know, uh, there's a lot of people who who lost their money in in the real estate market crash and all of these other things that happen along the journey called life, right? But if you can stop in that moment, back to taking time and not moving so quickly, if you can stop, take a deep breath and then ask yourself, what good is here that I presently cannot see? Or what, what would love do now? When you can ask questions like that, they call for powerful answers. And we live in an infinite, abundant universe that always, the moment you even start to ask a question, there's an answer there. There's, not, there's always an answer. But the problem is, is that we're, we're too busy trying to tell and we're too busy operating from our, our, our education that the, the knowledge that we came in with doesn't have a space to, to speak to us, if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense, man. What you're, from what I'm hearing, it's, it's more like what we're doing is we're reacting to everything instead of actually observing and then asking ourselves questions. Because deep down exactly. inside, we're smart enough, right? You could say most people are. Most people really uh, either unconsciously know or have learned it at some point what they really need to do, but they don't mm. listen to that intuition. They don't sit and give their mind enough time to catch up. Absolutely. Absolutely. We live in this high-tech, low-touch society where everything is filtered and we, we, we've Instagrammed our entire lives uh, to be this you know, perfect thing and we're moving so fast that we're missing life. We're missing life. You know, that's one of the main things I always, and it's interesting because I get that I'm a wild card. I get that I, I'm, I don't fit the regular bill of an entrepreneur or anything. And that's because I know I'm not. I'm, I'm everything and nothing all at the same time. And when I work with people who are in this field, that's the thing I keep reminding them. Like so many of us are so attached to our identities, the things we think we are. You know, and I always remind people that underneath all of the stories, we're all the same. Mm. And if you and if you can get to that and start operating from that, first of all, your business will go nowhere, nowhere if it's not sustainable. Yes, you may make a bunch of money, but you will lose all of that money. And yes, you may make, make a bunch of money, but you'll be empty on the inside. And I'd rather take a fulfilled, happy life than an empty life with a bunch of money any day. Yes. That's a great uh, statement there, man. I think that a lot of people get clouded by what they see and they, the glitz and the glamour. They also don't hear 
the story. They see the glory at the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, yes. and yeah, man, you can end up living your whole life being a slave to the idea of stressing yourself out over material things that you don't take with you to the grave. It doesn't go mm-hmm. with you. It's left here behind. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. All, all, everything on this planet is transitory. Everything, including us. So, you know, once we can ground ourselves in that and understand that, like, what you own will be trash one day or it'll be owned by someone else. And, like, the only thing you get to keep is what you give away. Mm-hmm. And that is in consciousness. That's in consciousness. Yes, we still live in a world where there's materials. And materials are awesome if you don't let them run you. You know, the, the, the idea and the, the beauty and the magic of life, the juice of life, is when you can gain all those things and know they mean nothing. You know, that's what I was sitting in this billionaire's house having this conversation. And that's where he was at. He was offering me money. He's like, dude, I have an infinite source at this point. And like, I would rather support someone like you who gets what I get now in my 60s than to give it to some Justin Bieber's or somebody like that, you know? <laughs> and like, that's, that's where our world is going right now. Like yeah. people are waking up and getting it. And if you are an entrepreneur, if you have a business right now, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Make sure it is sustainable. Make sure it is supporting society. Make sure that it is something that burns in your heart because you do not want to, and it's happened so many times, People don't invite their accountants to, the, to their, you know, their deathbed. They, they don't invite the people who you know, do the paperwork for them mm. when it's all said and done. The thing, the thing that people always care about is family. And that doesn't necessarily mean biological, but it, like, that's what it comes down to. Yes. Yeah, legacy is the true currency, right? Absolutely. Now, Pre- now, Preston, you, you know, you, we're, we're talking next level here, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs are, that are tuned in uh, are usually hearing, you know, how to make money online and how to make millions <laughs> of dollars. So I love that you're touching on this. I, I absolutely do. And I think that um, this is great because this is a different kind of topic, a different angle, a different podcast here. And I really mm-hmm. want to get into the kind of the lovey-dovey stuff, right? <laughs> you know, you got your, mm-hmm. uh, is it your girlfriend or your fiance with you right now? Uh, she's as of now, she's my girlfriend, but uh, okay, you know, <laughs> things are in the works. I'll say that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know that I speak to quite a lot of uh, entrepreneur minded people or aspiring entrepreneurs that, uh, that are in relationships, and what they find is they find that sometimes it can get a little bit strenuous in the relationship. So, what would your relationship advice be for entrepreneurs? Mm. You know, it, co- it always comes back to the self. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, we're the, we're the key component in, in all relationships. Like I look at, you know, every, you know, girl I dated up until this point, which to me, this is the last person I'll ever date. And like, it was always me. And a lot of times people are operating from blame. They're pointing outside of themselves. So with us, we have this amazing system, which we also teach our clients, um, which is, and I, we definitely can't knock this whole thing out in this one podcast, but it's the, um, the distinction between the higher self and the wounded self. So the higher self is the truth. That's who we are. The higher self uh, doesn't need to do anything to be great. It just is. And then there's the wounded self. The wounded self 
um, usually happens somewhere between, you know, one and seven years old. You have some key wound that happens, like, like the, the little girl who's singing in, in the back of her mom's car when her mom got laid off that day and she turns around and she says, stop singing. No one wants to hear your little stupid voice, you know, and that little girl at seven then is now 17 and has not sang and is identifying herself as just quiet. And then that 17 year old is now 27 and she's still in her shell and she's still operating, not knowing that she's operating from a wounded self. She's operating from that core belief that she agreed with and made about herself in that time when her mom, the person she cared about, lashed out, not knowing that this would have a huge effect on her. So, you know, when you can catch what's speaking you in a relationship, and this is what Alexi and I do, Alexi Penos was my girlfriend, um, we'll have conversations and we'll start with, okay, I know this is my wounded self speaking, but this is what I'm experiencing. So blank, 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 and blank. I know that the truth of you is, is that you would never want to hurt my feelings. You know, like our parents never purposely wants to, for the most part, want to just hurt you. But it still happens. The people closest to us are the ones who hurt us the most usually. But when you can speak from the higher self and know the distinction between the two, because the, the wounded self is also a part of the ego mind. And the ego mind is always in victim mode. It's what you did to me. You know, I'm working harder than you or da 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 and it's, it's all victim. And when you're in victim mode, someone else has your power and you get to blame the government or the taxes or the girlfriend who didn't do this or the, or the boyfriend who, who doesn't spend enough time with me because he's always on his computer and we, we're always blaming everything else. And when you're coming from that space, nobody wants to hear that. But when you move into the higher self and can, and can point out, okay, so the wounded part of me feels this. My higher self knows that you probably weren't paying attention when you said that thing about me being in the dress and, you know, you, you probably didn't think that that would affect me. But when I was 15, someone told me I was fat and the way you said that triggered that in me. You catch that? When you, she's catching, or let's say it's me, I'm catching that something you did triggered something in me. But the key part of the whole thing is to know that it already existed in me. So a lot of people have something happen and they blame it on the person, not knowing that that, already, that, that fire already existed within, within me. All she did was add the match. I was already, I had lighter fluid all over me. She added one match, bang, gone. Now, is that her or is it me? It's me. It's me because I'm still operating from the wounded self. And the wounded self gets triggered by things. Are you following me with this? Yeah, no, I am, man. And you know what? You saying that as well actually made, a, made me think of this. That uh, when you have an emotion attached to an experience, it burns deep in the neuro pathways, right? In our neuro yes. networks. And when it burns that deep, it takes a little bit more undoing to, uh, to change things around. So you have to attach a new emotion to that experience. And yeah, I mean, we can get into some pretty bad habits, especially in our relationships. You start going in a loop, right? You get stuck in this kind of like this negative rut or this, uh, like you said, victimization, man. Like you're sitting there going, you know, why is this happening to me? And you start taking it out on the person you're supposed to love the most. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you got to be aware of it, man. Uh, coming from my experience, uh, Charlene and I have been practicing a lot more meditation lately, mm. and I think this is a huge game changer, man. Do you do you practice meditation? We do. I do personally, and she does as well. And we do it together, and that goes back to the very first thing I said, which is stillness, taking time to go within. You know, if you don't go within, you go without. Mm. And and you know, those who 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 find the stillness. Because like I said, we live in this high-tech, low-touch society that everything is moving. It's fast, it's fast, it's fast, it's fast. And when you can slow down and become still and know within yourself and just like allow, allow whatever conversation is to happen, to happen, then, then you become the frequency of the thing you're calling in, which is a greater version of you. So yes, meditation is huge. Huge. I love it, man. I love it. I find that a lot of people that I speak to are finding it hard to find their purpose or their calling Mm. or even their passion, right? How did you know that showing others or inspiring others to follow the love and to follow the the oneness, how did you know that was your calling? You know, it came from having... The best way I can put this is like, I've been what society would call, you know, some of the worst of everything. So I used to steal, I used to fight, I used to be in a gang. Um, I've done a lot of quote unquote bad things in my life. And because of that, because of that, and that this goes back to the gratitude thing. You see, now I am highly grateful for all those things that I participated in because I'm not guessing how people are feeling. Like I've been through the ringer 10 times over. And because of that, it, I got that it's my duty to support people and coming back to it. Because for me, everything is love. Love is all there is, was, and ever will be. And when the faster we can, and the, the faster as a society, as a whole, we can come back to that, that doesn't mean conflict won't be there. It just... It, it'll just be how we, how we operate with conflict. And, and I learned, you know, through a series of things. And, and I always say this, my, out of my greatest reject, rejection came my greatest direction. And it came when I was 25 years old. And I was pursuing an acting career in L.A. I just graduated from Louisiana State University with a 4.0 with my master's degree. I did all the stuff society said I was supposed to do to be a successful person, right? After having lived in an entire different world. And um, I got to LA and within a couple months, I started feeling these heart palpitations. And what happened was, was it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor and she said, you need to see a cardiologist immediately. Next day I go to see a cardiologist he runs a bunch of tests. He gives me this machine to connect to my chest and it's supposed to monitor my heart. I come back in, he looks at the machine, he looks at the blood work and he says, he asked me two questions which changed my life forever and um, which is one of the reasons why I say powerful questions call for powerful answers. Because he asked me, one, what are your stress levels like? I was like, um, you know, what's a stress level? Like, I'm a kid. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you know, and I, uh, I explained to him what, my, what I had been through in my life and what I was up to now. And he said, young man, you're highly stressed out. 
And, and number two, he asked me, what's your diet like? I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I eat food, you know? And he's like, well, what's food? Explain that to me. I was like, oh, well, I eat McDonald's, I eat Burger King, you know, uh, I drink beer, I smoke weed, um, you know, food, sloppy joes, ha- hamburgers, just like super chips, cookies, all super American crazy food, right? <laughs> Which I thought was food. And he said, that's not food. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's not food. He said, how long have you been doing this? I said, my whole life. Wow. And at that moment, I realized, and he gave me some pills, and he said, you're supposed to take these for the rest of your life. Um, They'll regulate your heartbeat. Um, But I would look into those two things. And I said, of course I am. So I went home, hurt, upset, and then I made a decision. Now, the key word is a decision, because we all have these moments in our lives where we hit rock bottom. And my rock bottom, I made a decision that if I created it, I could take it away. And that I was too young to be taking heart medicine for the rest of my life. So I threw those pills away. And I went on a quest, on a journey, to find all of the other places where I had been lied to. And once I started uncovering Under each rock, I'd be like, what? No one's ever said that. Somebody gave me a book called Ask and It Is Given by Jerry and Esther Hicks. And in that book, it said, your thoughts become things. I had a master's degree and I had never heard that in my life. And it was one of those moments where I was like, we've been lied to. This whole thing's a setup. And I got mad and I went into conspiracy theories and all of the stuff about the government and all. I went through the, the biggest journey of blame and victimhood and discoveries and meditation and India and Africa and all over to come back to love is all there is. Everything else is an illusion, including the stuff that's terrible. And what I figured out, because you know, in Louisiana, I was really upset about the racism. You know, people were super racist at, at this school that I went to. And I would yell at everybody about their racism. But nobody could hear me. But the moment, and, and I figured this out in LA, that the moment I dropped into a space of love, that we could have a conversation. And that underneath all of those stories about gay, straight, white, black, Christian, Muslim, Democrat, Republican, Australian, Kiwi, like all of it, underneath all of that is our truth. And we see it every time there's a disaster, every time uh, uh, you know, a building falls down, let's say in 9-11, everybody comes together. Any other time in New York, people are on the subway, they're not talking, they're not looking at each other. A building falls down, and all of a sudden, everybody's one again. You know? When somebody, when somebody gets hurt, we have this thing called mirror neurons that fire off in the brain, right? And, and this was discovered when they were testing monkeys, and the monkeys were in the cage, the guys were eating their food, and they looked at the monkeys' brains lighting up when they ate their food. And it's, it's, it's the thing that happens when someone breaks their leg and you see it and you cringe, you go, oh, right? Well, on the other side of that, when somebody's in pure bliss, like little kids, little babies, little babies are born perfect. Joel, you were born perfect and you're still perfect, but you've been taught a bunch of stuff that doesn't represent who you really are. And that's the same to me and it's the same to anybody else listening to this podcast. And our job is to return back to that bliss, back to that space where love, where we, where we operate as love. Babies have, and, and, and but babies and puppies, you know, we can, we can walk a baby into this room right now, any room, and everybody go, oh. 
It's because their mirror, their, their mirror neurons are firing off. They're remembering within themselves that space that they used to operate from pure love. So I tell you this in gigantic story, and there's a lot more to it, to say that once I figured this out, I then started making, and I, my friends and my family started coming to me and asking me for advice and wanting to talk about different things. And I had this particular day where I was like, dude, I should put this like on the internet because like so many people are gaining from the knowledge that I'm tapping into, which is available to everybody. All I'm doing is being a reminder. I'm a messenger of love. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna put these on the internet. So I put them on YouTube and immediately people started responding and saying, I needed that. Now all the while I'm still pursuing an acting career, right? I'm still pursuing an acting career, but out of the goodness of my heart, I just wanted to give my gift away. This thing that, that, that I had tapped into. So out of my greatest rejection came my greatest direction because a year later, a friend of mine walked into my house and he said, Preston, I find it interesting that you're an actor and you, like you're doing stuff, you're on Entourage and you're all on these shows and stuff like that, but your entire library and all you talk about is consciousness, all you talk about is personal development, all the stuff you listen to is Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins, like that's, you don't find that interesting? And it hit me at that point, this is my purpose, that is what I'm passionate about. So, so to long story short, how to find your passion is to like, just keep giving your gift away and notice, become a witness to where you, where you gravitate towards, you know, some people think and have the story running that they, there's no money in, let's say rugby or, or soccer, or there's no money in, um, you know, anything. But the reality is, is there is. Anything you can point at in this world of somebody who's operating from abundance in that field. And that's happening because they're doing what they love. So I do what I love. I retired from acting. And now my job is to travel this world, speaking to people, making YouTube videos and creating coaching programs to support people and coming back to who they really are. Because that makes me happy. And that's what Oprah does, and that's what anybody else who's, who's in that field, that's what Joel does, because it makes him happy. We talked about this before we, we re-rolled on this. You know, you have many opportunities to do a lot of stuff, but yet and still, you run this website and do this because it burns in your heart. Yes. And like, ev everybody has one of those, but it may not be the thing that you thought would be the thing that would make you quote unquote money if that's what you're searching for done <laughs> <laughs> dude you know what that thank you so much for sharing that man you know what a funny funny thing you said that because i was actually offered multiple uh million dollar offers for addicted to success uh about a year a year and a half back and i said no and I can't lie to you, man. I had a little bit of a tug of war in my mind. And I thought life would be so much easier if I did this. Maybe I don't want to be like Napster or Friendster. You know how these guys should have sold or MySpace. They should have sold yeah. way back. But um, yeah. I really had to think about it, man. It's, it's, it's my love, man. It's my baby. It's my passion. It's, it's everything, man. It's, it's being in the game and playing it to win. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. It's amazing. And you get that from you, and which is why you get such beautiful and powerful guests, and it's why you're doing so well. And that is 
back to the ninja tools of goodness. That is giving. You are, you are operating from the law of circulation. You are giving your gift, and therefore the universe, God, Buddha, Allah, Krishna, whatever name is on the door for you, is returning that tenfold. You are operating from one of the G's. And anybody listening to this, just watch Joel, and then now think about that for your own life. What is it that you give away freely? And if you don't know, here we go. Here's a good one. If you don't know, do this. Put yourself on a one-week challenge to just look for places where you can serve humanity. That may mean a compliment to the person who checks you out at the grocery store every day. That may mean opening the door for five more extra seconds for the woman who's walking behind you as you walk into the building where you work at. That may mean you know, supporting your friend who you know wants to go to Bali and you know you have enough money to at least help them with that, support them with that. But just like put yourself in a stretch, just start giving and watch what happens. Watch what happens, it's a game changer. I watch this with my clients all the time and I watch these people who already came in with lots of money and I watch them become wealthy. And there's a difference between rich people and wealthy people. You know, rich people just have money. Wealthy people are fulfilled from the inside out. And I watch my clients do that. As soon as they tap into the law of circulation, as soon as they start giving their gift away, the key to living is giving. And when you tap into that, everything changes. And that's what you did, and that's what you're doing, and you're gonna see that million dollars times 100 because you held on to your baby for now. You know, you may sell it next week. Next week you may say, you know what? I just had a baby and now what I'd rather do <laughs> is travel with my, you know, you see what I'm saying? I mean, that's quick. I'd be some quick baby making, but. I'd be, yeah. a, little bit, I'd be a little bit worried if uh, we just had a baby. <laughs> exactly, like, uh, baby, did you, did you borrow me? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, dude, that is a great point, man. It is an absolutely great point. And uh, I really hope that this, that, that, you know, even if one person listens to this and goes out and does it, watch your life change before your eyes. You know, it's, it's a huge game changer. And going back to what you're saying about just even complimenting someone, uh, my fiance, Charlene, she's huge on just saying hello, hello, like waving and smiling to people, even to real <laughs> down depressed people. And you should see the look on some of their faces. They get ri- Sometimes they get so caught off guard, they like nearly fall over and they're like, they're so shocked that someone <laughs> said hello to them. And it's sad, man, because deep down in our core, we're all here to connect, man. Everyone wants to be yep. somebody, to be with somebody, and everyone wants to stay connected, man. We just let all the petty things in our life keep us apart. Absolutely. We are social beings at our core. That is the bottom line of who and what we are. And when we can remember that within ourselves, you know, and, and this is this is a huge thing in business, right? So in business, people want to make the thing, but they keep forgetting that we're in a people business. Like whatever you make, it's still going to be for people. Yes. And like... Once I figured that out within myself and became authentically me, genuinely me, I'm not going to tell you how much money I make, but I make a bunch of money. And I do it as this wild child. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dye my hair blonde or pink, by the way, in the next couple <laughs> weeks. You heard. Um, and I oh, do it. exclusive. <laughs> exactly. I do all of this from, this from an authentic space because for me, I don't see 
I don't see people like I told you. I was sitting in this billionaire's house, and he's offering money. Well, I didn't see him as a billionaire. I didn't see. I said, "This is a dude, a dude sitting in front of me who has a, a part of something that he can support moving us forward." So he has his tools. His tools are his billions, right? And 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 him. And I have my tools. My tools are some of my money and my the gift of gab the gift of tapping into my passion and speaking to people's listening in a way in which they can hear and understand and distill it and move into an actionable space so to me we're all on the same team and a lot of people think it's about iq it's not a matter of iq it's a matter of i will it's like i will wake up an hour early if i need to 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 meditate to tap into a space of gratitude i will Give my gift away every single day for the next week. I will stay committed to personal growth until, until what used to be my ceiling now becomes my floor and the launching pad from where I leap off into this world and explore all of the beauty of it. Not just the half empty, not just the half full, but the entire thing. The gift is in the journey, not the destination. The destination is awesome. You'll get to the mountaintop. You'll go, oh, this is cool. I like this mountain. Ah, oh, okay. Now I need another one. <laughs> yeah, enjoy, enjoy the climb, right? The climb is exactly. the fun part. Yeah, 100%. Look, I think you know IQ is is next to irrelevant, right? It, I think that uh, it's emotional intelligence at the end of the day that really gets you cut above the rest. Like they even have organizations now that uh, <clears throat> when they're hiring CEOs, managers, uh, you know, whoever, right, at top level leadership positions, they uh, assess them on their emotional intelligence. Yes. At, at the end of the day, how many people can you inspire with what? you are talented at that's that's really the key and and like you said man i know i was speaking with gary vaynerchuk out in new york uh-huh. and he's saying he's like man if you love blue smurfs and you want to put up a blog about blue smurfs and you want to, he's like i could tell you right now there'd be like a hundred thousand people a million people out there that love blue smurfs yep. just like you yep. <laughs> right your message yep. there'd be a lot of people that resonate with that and they're willing to be a part of that to be whether it's students of what you what you teach or also uh, to learn and then and then pass it on to others at the end of the day like you got to get your message out there if, if it's deep down inside of you it's, it's ready to go and I think a lot of people are holding back for sure for sure because we live in a society where we want to control everything people want to control they want to know how it's gonna happen well I always remind people that it's it's not your business to be in the how it's not your business your job is to is is not to make it happen your job is to welcome it your job is to become the space for it to manifest. That's what Steve Jobs did. He became the space for his creativity to come through. Therefore, we have an iPhone now and all of the other products that this dude became the space for. And like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll leave you with at least this quick story. So I just got a book deal with Simon & Schuster, right? One of the biggest publishing houses in the world, right? And to write my first book, Love Louder. And the beauty about this and this is like nailing home the G's once again, is how this happened. And, and I'm sure Gary and anybody else, including you, will, will attest to this, that you never know who, who, who you know is who they're going to know in 10 years or five years. You never, you just have no clue. The person at the grocery store could be the cousin to the woman you're going to meet five years from now. And what will happen is you'll go in that grocery store five years from now and she'll go, you know what, John, 
you've been coming in for so long. I'm having a barbecue at my house, and I'd love for you to come. And you, as John will say, intuition will go, go. You'll go, and then what will happen is you'll meet the woman of your dreams, right? So quick story. Like I told you guys, I started giving my gift away just because I had tapped into something. I, there was no money involved in this. I was putting up YouTube videos, which I still do, just because I cared. No other reason. Still pursuing an acting career. That, had, that wasn't even on the table for me. I was doing that because I felt like it was something good I could do within my wheelhouse. I wasn't born with a you know, million dollars and a rich family and anything like that. So what can I do? Well, P, you have all this knowledge, all this wisdom you've tapped into. So I started giving that gift away. So fast forward to five years later of me doing this exact thing. And, um, you know, my name is getting out there more and more. My videos are getting more and more plays on them, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody sees it. They see that I have this organization called the Love Mob, which I'm the CEO and founder of. And they come to one of the love mobs where we are doing this thing called The Beat, which is a 300-person interactive jam session where we bring all of the, the most amazing musicians from all over L.A. to one space. We create this ball of music, right? And this person is there, and they're going, dude, this is amazing. Look what you've built. This is amazing. And they start following me on Facebook and on YouTube. Now, this person, who I had unbeknownst to me, is a part of a organization that Jack Canfield started called ATL, which is the Association of Transformational Leaders. He also has TLC, right? So Don Miguel Ruiz, Neil Donald Walsh, like all of the big guys in transformation are a part of this thing. Mm. So this guy now is at a meeting and they say, okay, it's time to nominate somebody. Well, dude decides to nominate me, right? That's already like, what? I could have never set that up, right? He nominates me. I go. He tells me before I go, he says, congratulations and look no further. Everything you need in the transformational world is in this room. Out of these hundred people that are a part of this thing, you're, I'm telling you right now, there's so much wisdom, so much beauty. Just be you. So I did that. Now, fast forward to the third day, Sunday morning. I walk in. It's like a who's who of who everybody's at these tables eating. And there's a guy in the back corner by himself. And I said, you know what, dude? I haven't met him yet. I'm going to walk back there and meet him. So I walk back there, meet the guy. His name is Bruce Cryer. He's the former CEO of the Institute of Heart Math, which is this huge thing. And now the current CEO of Lisa Rankin's company, who's a top-selling, best-selling author, who has an amazing TED Talk, etc. Right? So he's the CEO of her company. I have no clue. I'm just talking to him because he's a dude and he's awesome. And we're having a good time. At the end, he says, Preston, give me your number. Give me your email. We got to hang. You're awesome. Right? He, I'd say he's probably 50. I'm a young dude. He's a young dude. Right? He's white, quote unquote white. I'm quote unquote black. But really, <laughs> underneath all of that, I just met him as a human being. Once again, just giving my gift, just being a regular person, giving my gift. Now, two weeks later, I get an email with me CC'd in a conversation that's already happened, unbeknownst to me. He's been speaking to Gabrielle Bernstein's agent, who is also a best-selling author, yes. who's also Lisa Rankin's agent. He's been speaking to her on my behalf without me knowing about 
this kid, Preston Smiles, who has all this stuff happening, you got to talk to him. So she says, cool, set it up. So I hop on a call from LA to New York, it's supposed to be 10 minutes and ends up being an hour. She says, get me a proposal in three days and I'll send it to my people. So long story short, get a proposal together, give it to her. I speak at Esalen, I come back and I get a deal with Simon Schuster. Now, someone would say, when did, or you ask the question, when did that happen? Well, my answer to that is it happened five years ago and it happened every day in between there. And there's no way I could have orchestrated any of that. I could have never done that on my own. But what I did do is tap into the law of circulation. What I did do is focus on how I could serve and trust that the universe, that whatever created us was going to take care of me because my intention was there and I was putting action behind my intention. And like, bang, I'm telling you right now, I'm not stopping. My intention, full transparency, is when they say little Wayne, I want them to say little Preston. When they say Drake, I want them to say Preston smiles. When they say Lady Gaga, I want them to say Preston smiles. I think transformation and personal development and being an awesome human being should be at the mainstream level. When they say Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, they should say Preston smiles. They should say Joel Brown. They should say uh, Jake Ducey. That's my, my dream. And that's happening. That's my intention, right? So what I'm doing in between there is giving my gift away and trusting. And I'm going to leave you with this. I, I tell all my clients this, accept what is, let go of what was, have faith in what will be, and be here now. Let me repeat that. Accept what is. Yes, I have this in my bank account. Yes, my girlfriend and I are arguing. Yes, my kid is sick. Let go of what was. Yes, I was the high school quarterback, and I was awesome back then, or I made a million dollars two years ago, and I've lost it all. Let go of what was. That was. Have faith in what will be. We live in a universe that is, that is forever changing. And, and it's always listening to your innermost thoughts, your innermost feelings. So if your intention is to be the best version of you, have faith that it will bring you everybody you need within your path for you to have that thing happen. Right? And be here now. Get present to the present. Like, just get here in the moment. And enjoy the ride. Like you do those things, the game will be changed forever, y'all. I know I sound crazy. I know I'm a wild dude. But I'm telling you what I know in the depths of my soul. Like this will happen. It is happening. You just got to enjoy the ride and be here now. Preston, you rock hard, my brother. <laughs> Thanks a million for sharing all your amazing advice, man. I really, really appreciate you having... Uh putting the time aside to, to join us today and to spread your words of amazing kindness, love, and uh, inspiration, man. I really appreciate it. So thank you for joining us today, man. For sure, man. And anybody out there, let me tell you guys something about Joel. This dude is the real deal. So like, you know, a lot of people, and, and I love that our society is moving to this space where nobody cares like what you have anymore. They care who you be. And like this dude, Joel, is actually the real deal. He's a genuinely awesome cat and like you're in the right place. So stick around because he's got gigantic things coming through the pipe. <laughs> thank you, brother. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Make sure you rate us, review us on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher. Check us out on SoundCloud. I don't care where you are, how you rate it, where you're at. 
Make sure you listen to it. Spread the word with your friends, fans, and followers. Preston, thanks a million for joining us. We'll catch you later for another session of the Addicted to Success podcast. Appreciate you.